Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, Blessed and Free 63 family. Welcome to another podcast from Blessed and Free 63. We'll start off with a word of prayer and then we'll go into the word. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you, Father God. We come with our families, with our loved ones, Father God, with our communities, with our countries, with our churches, with our ministers, Father God, with the body of Christ, that you should do what only you can do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And the word is, where where are the righteous? Where are the where are the righteous? And I don't know where you're listening from or whatever, but if you if you go into the news, you'll see every time that something is changing. There's something that churches that uh, people thought that were strong in the doc in in um, Christian doctrines are changing. They are being put under pressure, sometimes by governments, sometimes by people that are practicing the sins that God is talking about, not wanting in his church. So therefore, they get into positions that they have the authority to to conform everyone to their way of thinking, to, to their way of living. And I, I, I am concerned that you don't really see churches standing up to say that's not right. There's changes that's going on that people are looking to bless same-sex marriages. The things that God has said in his church, it's not about hating anyone or being this phobia or that phobia. It's about that God's, God has said these are the things that he doesn't want amongst his people and we have to make sure that we don't practice them because if we do he'll take away the candle the light that he gives to churches and i think sometimes the church doesn't really understand the responsibility that they have to hold on to god's word because men are no longer being led by the holy spirit in, in biblical times, it was said that the, is it the Ephraim that the that the priests wore with all the twelve stones of the tribe of Israel, if they wanted to 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 hear God's God's reasoning about a matter, they they would go they would go to talk to the priest, and then when the priest puts the matter to God, the the stones the stones on his chest would bring out the answer that God wanted him to have and to give to the people, but now. People don't ask God what don't ask God what what he agrees with or what he doesn't agree with. They just they just look about changing the laws that God has said. This is what I think and that's why I think. And they keep think, saying we're not in under law anymore. We're under we're under grace. But what well and sometimes people say it. And they don't really, they don't really realize what they're really saying. What they're really saying is that we can do what we like now because we don't have to follow any any laws. And that was not God's intention, because when Jesus came, He said He wasn't going to change a, a dot or a tittle, whatever it was that that was said. And when you look at the laws in the Bible, the Old Testament, the moral laws. But we know that nobody's crucified, nobody's sacrificing bulls and lambs. 
and that so we know that's changed but the moral laws and the laws about being honoring your father honoring your mother not not looking at your neighbors not looking at your neighbor's house and not doing that not not bearing for, false witness and not committing adultery and all that that still stands because that's the character of god and god's not going to give you let you live a life of grace that's going to make you live against the standard that he has set for his people to live. So I think the church has t taken things out of context. And now it's that everybody set people are saying, ah, so God loves everyone. So therefore, that's why that people can, you can bless sex, sex marriages, bless this, bless that. Anything that that's happening, you can, you can bless it. Pastors don't, don't talk about sin anymore. They, they don't talk, they're in their congregation and the, the people that are looking to, the babies that are getting back, um, christened are not babies from in the community. The babies from in the church and from people that aren't married and the, and the pastor isn't addressing the matter to say, the, if we, if we say, because this is what it is. If we say that we're living examples of a life saved by Christ and which says that we're supposed to shine as a light for people to join for people to come and join us and want to be the part of, of the family of Christ. How, how is it that we're going to be doing the same thing as they're doing? And so what are the, what's the change that's coming into their life? If it's going to be, the, if we're still going to be doing what they're doing, what's the change? What, what has the gospel done to change your life then? And I heard someone speaking before. About, so, about something to do with when people say the sinner's prayer and the problem that's causing the church by it is that he's saying that sometimes the people that say it, they don't really believe it. And even though they say the words and the church accepts them that oh, this is our brothers and sisters in Christ, they're giving their life to God. They have not really given their life to God and it causes problem in the church because they're not ready to to, for God to help them to change their life. They're still going to continue doing the same thing. But it's only that they're coming to the church. Because they said that they, they can be blessed. They can get connections. And it's a blessing that everybody's looking at. But they're not looking at to say. The blessing comes from being in Christ. Being in Christ. Our righteousness is not of ourselves. Our righteousness is of Christ. And Christ came as a man. Because we couldn't fulfill that righteousness because we were sinners. So it's only Christ that could come and live a sinless life to save us from sin and death. But now he's called us to follow him. As Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, not as I follow myself, not as I follow the votes. The last time they said when they had to vote, Church of England had to vote. There was 90 something against and 40 something for a year, years and years ago. That couldn't, that couldn't have happened. But the way they think, the way this grace thing, the grace doctrine has been taken out of context. People don't think they have to be Christians anymore. People don't think they have to give up anything anymore. They could still live their own life, but just say, I'm safe from hell. So, but I can do all the things that I was doing before. But that's not what the gospel is supposed to be. The gospel is not supposed to be that. The gospel is supposed to be that Jesus Christ crucified for us. And that he calls us to live a life pleasing to God. 
by the Holy Spirit because we're, we're not able to do it on our own, but by the Holy Spirit. But it, it, it seems as if to say Christians, because of grace, they think that they can do what they like. They don't have to have any principles and they don't have to set any standards. standards. If anybody says sometimes they're called to be evangelists and if somebody says, I don't think it's the right time for you to evangelize, they won't. And they don't understand that that if we continue to let the world control the things that we do or don't do, we will not. We will. We will be like salt that has to be thrown out because it won't have no flavor. And I know I, I, I do cooking probably not as much as I used to do when when my children were younger, because I used to bake and all that at that time. I do a lot of things, but. I do cooking and when when I've cooked something when I've put some meat on the fire and when I'm cooking it and when I've tasted it I think that I've I've um I've put all the seasonings in the onion the um the onion the garlic and everything I've put all the seasonings in and it's on the fire and then when I taste it and I say all the seasonings are in but there's still something missing and then I usually <laughs> I reach for the salt and when I put the salt in and stir it around and taste it, that's the right flavor because the salt makes a difference. But if we are going to just live our lives and just accept everything, we're in churches and they're deciding to do this and we're just staying there. I couldn't believe there was one time, some years back, a couple of years back when I, someone sent something on WhatsApp. There was two male, male um, men that were getting married, two pastors that were getting married in the church and their congregation was there and cheering them on, cheering them on. That church should have been empty. We have to get to know that for Christ I live, for Christ I die. Christ has standards. And if we don't, because somebody, somebody was saying that people are going to be saying that what the people are preaching, they don't really believe it. Because if they believed it and they say, God will do this, God will do that, this is this and this is that. Why are they making these decisions? Because they really weren't Christians themselves. Because I remember when I was at a, a, service, at a, a Baptist service before. And the Baptist minister says that his son was at Bible school studying. I think he was studying to be a minister. But he said that there was somebody there as well. Who wasn't a Christian. He was just studying because they wanted to be a, a, is it a minister in church that's that to get a job because he wanted to get he fancied doing that job they from back in biblical times ministers weren't decided by what they by them choosing to do they had to have hands put on them pray for the pray for them and being in the doctrine and living it by the holy spirit not living it not by what they thought was right and not by what they think that think that the pay is good so that would be all right for me that wasn't the fact of it the fact of, of it was being led by the holy spirit because i know that i i was reading something the other day that it and it was saying that um when judas left when judas had to leave and there was only is it there was oh was it there was 12 disciples at first and he had to leave and that they wanted one to replace him and they were saying that they got one to, I can't remember what they said his name was now, but they said they got one to replace him because they were thinking they had to have one. But what the person said, but nobody heard of him after that because this wasn't led by the Holy Spirit. This was led by a man just saying that, 
uh, because we have to be 12. So we have to get one in. But this, we don't understand that the church is not a worldly organization. The church is a spiritual organization. And when we take, when we're trying to take it out of the spirit to bring it into the world, we have no power as, as a, a body of Christ because Christ works within the spirit and within his church. And we have to stand up and fight for the principles that are right. And if people start, if you see people standing up, there's people ready to criticize, but we, it should be joining them, not criticizing them because it cannot, if you're going to bring a bucket to the well every day, every day, every day, one day the bottom's going to fall out. And how, how long do you think people can carry on going in, in, in senates and, and, um, and, and choosing to fly certain flag, fly the pride flag to uh, choosing to you know in times when people are voting and then they decide to fly the flag and then when they investigate they say ah oh, it's the thing that we use it's the th machine that we were using that there was something went wrong with it that it came up with the flag at that time there wasn't no machine that they was using that went wrong with them because they have an agenda because they want whatever God wants they don't want and they want to destroy God's church from the inside because things are only destroyed from the inside, not the outside. The world is not the problem now because it, it, it was always taught about how oh, the world is a problem. The world is not the problem. The church has become a problem to itself because it won't stand up for the principle that God says that it should. And there's people that are crying. There's people that, that have left organization and have cut ties with these churches that don't, that forget that they're not a man-made organization. They're a spiritual organization. Jesus died on the cross that they should have life. That we should have life and have it more abundantly. Nobody else went on there. The cross, Jesus went on the tree at, that we should have life and have it more abundantly. And I don't think, I don't think people really understand because someone was given a prophecy that he gave, that he was supposed to have given about four years ago. And he was saying that unless the church of England, unless certain church organization get in line with the word of God, God is going to leave the, their churches and that's what God has done. Because if God was still in their churches, there's no way that so all the ministers, the bishops would come together and 90 something percent of them vote to bless marriage, gay marriages. And 40 percent of them say, say that they don't, they don't want, say that they, they, uh, they don't want to change the law because that's a doctrine in the church. And if you're going to take out that doctrine out in the church, there's nothing that's going to be left because every time somebody else is going to go in, uh, why should we have to get married? That's it. Uh, why should we not do this? Uh, why should we not do that? And everything that God has set as principles for living a godly life is just going to get torn down because pe people have seen that. Oh yeah, we, we can, we can go, we can go and, um, and put that, we can go and say that we want this done. We don't want that. And if you notice, nobody's going to any other churches. Nobody's going to any other faith group to say, uh, I think you should change your doctrine. They're not saying that to them because they know that it would be war. But because they, because they, they ate God. 
because they hate Christ. They want to pick on the churches and to bring it down to nothing. But as, as Christ said, as Jesus said, as God said, when the prophet was hiding and he was thinking that there's only me left, God said to, to him, they, I still have 300 and all something, I can't remember the exact amount, that I haven't bowed to Baal. So there's still people that have principles that will stand up for the right of the church to be what God has called it to be. Because without the church, our salvation wouldn't be sure. It, the organization that God has used to save man is the church. It's a church and we have to trust God. We have to trust God to fight for us in the supernatural, in the natural. And then if we want to think, take up, say the church has got no power because this, this is happening, that has to happen in it and it's been worn down. That's not good for us. That's not good for us either. We have to know that God is who he says he is. What he said he is in the Bible, he said he's angry with the wicked every day. What he says that he'll take with the candlesticks if the, if the word of God is not being preached there. We need to know what God is saying in this time. And we need to, as much as it depends on us, to be at peace with God. To be at peace with God. It's not only about being at peace with people. It's being at peace with God and knowing that we're walking in that purpose and destiny that God has ordained that we should. And people are going to say, oh, you ate, this, you ate this. You don't, everybody has a belief and you don't have to hate people because God doesn't want us to hate. All God said we should hate is sin. But we have to know that when we, <laughs> it was funny because I was watching something on the TV yesterday and it's, I think it's Ramadan and they were saying that the Church of England, the head of the Church of England, he was celebrating and going to Ramadan to do certain things at the feast, some feasts and churches and he attends feasts and all that and he attends them. And there was a, there was a Christian minister and there was, um, there was someone that was a Muslim and this is what the Muslim man said. The Muslim man says that this archbishop is supposed to know if he's a Christian or what he is. Because whatever you are, that's what you're supposed to stand up in. That, that's what he was saying. And he was saying that he doesn't think that it's right that as, as the head of the Church of England, who is supposed to be a Christian organization, is always wanting to be a part of, of, of um, uh, other faith celebration and, not, con and not, not really thinking and not concentrating on what is happening in this own faith. Because the faith, because in England, the, when they did the census, when it was at used it would be a hundred percent that are Christians. Now it's, I think they said it's 40, 40 something. And that's in England. If you go other parts of the world, it won't be like that. And that's why, that's why sometimes the, the country, countries want to control other countries by sanctions because they want them to go down like how England has gone down as well because of the principles of people and what people think that they can do and what people think of God also because that's what it is. What you think of, it's how you think of God that makes you do what you do. And now, when I heard that, when I heard that, when I heard that Muslim man say, 
you should you should you should know who you are and stand up for your faith and it was right everybody has the right to stand up for what they say they believe you don't try we don't try to change anybody what anybody believes we preach the gospel because jesus said you preach the gospel because if you've got a good news you want other people to hear the good the good news but you don't you're not condemning anyone else but you know that god is the way the truth and the light Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. And there comes a time when we have to stand up. We have to stand up. I remember talking to a, Mus a young man who was a Muslim from years ago. And when they were talking about, when they were talking about, when they were wanting the churches to bring the churches in line to say, if people want, if anybody wants to go in there to get married, they should just allow them, regardless of what they think or whatever. And when I was talking to this young man, and he said that, they they that's what they say that's what they say but they know it knows that with it nobody's coming to the mosque with those with those attitudes and those those requests as they said that they're going to come to they should they're going to should go to the church with so the church the church is always defenseless because it's always pick they never they never say any rule this applies to this They'll say they'll start off. Ah, the church has to do this, and then they'll say other 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 religious organized faith as well. But they don't call any names, but they call out Christianity because that's how they've always got to be fighting against God, fighting against the truth. But there comes a time, there comes a time when God's mercy and everything else is finished, and is is not accepting what people are doing, and people will see. Because business, because churches will be closed down and the church, but there will still be a remnant because there will still be churches that believe in the gospel and live the gospel and see the power of God in their life. So Father God, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your keeping care. We thank you for your love. We thank you for what you're doing in your church and amongst your people. We pray, Father God, for those who are blinded that, that you'll wipe that you'll wipe the thing from their eyes to let them see what the enemy is using them to do and to pull down the church. But Father God, you said the gates of hell will not prevail against your church. That means that you will fight for your church and whatever has to be done will be done. So Father God, as we look to you today, we thank you for all that you're doing and all that you continue to do. And Father God, we pray for those who do not know you yet that they will receive your full salvation and that as they come to you believing in their heart, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and confessing with their lips and repenting for their past wrongs, that they will come into the kingdom and be in supernatural abundance by your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you all for listening to Blessed and Free 63, where Jesus is Lord.